Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Yeah, I'm going to make some noise. I'll push past the pain and my wounded pride. I'm going to live it up. Yeah, I'll stay out all night. But sure, I've had some better times. And I can't count all the tears I've cried. Okay, the timer is running. All right, let's kick this pig. <sighs> Can we just do a slow nudge for today for the pig? Do we have to kick it? <laughs> okay, maybe we'll use a stick instead of kicking it. Okay, one more drink of water. All right. Wet your whistle. Wetting my whistle. <clears throat> How do I sound? My voice, sa- it feels a little weak, but I'm a, I, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I All can. Right. You sound fine. That camera's pissing me off because I can't see you. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. There's too much garbage. I don't want to see you. Maybe I don't want to see you. Oh, so you aligned the camera so you couldn't see me. Is that what it is? Maybe. Seen enough of me today? For the last 24 hours, yeah. <laughs> well, Christmas is over. And I'll tell you, the first half of Christmas for me was really, really good. I loved mm-hmm. going around the room with the kids opening up all those presents. Um, that, I mean, did you see some of the smiles? Yes. They were huge. Yeah. Reminded me when the kids um, were Excuse little. me. You owe me a, like a big, like, wow, honey. Okay. You did a fantastic, I want a three part, like, Wait, you can't get wow. a, it wasn't a three part apology. So what do you want now? A three part thank you? Yeah. Huge. Because you kept going, if you don't get it right, you ruin Christmas. Christmas all right. is all on your shoulders. Okay. Let's be clear. Let me be overly abundantly clear. I'm matter. waiting. I, right now. Well, I'm tell, can I, can Bring I, it. Can I tell the audience? Bring it. I had nothing to do with gifts this year. For That's the right. First time in twenty some years, I didn't even. I didn't even look at the list. That's right. Um, I didn't check on Santa's stockings. Nothing. That's right. You did the whole thing. That's right. Come on, bring it. <laughs> okay. Uh, one, I think you did an amazing job. Thank you. There you go. Two, you kept it under budget this year. Yes, I did. And three, I'm not sure that I could have done as well as you did. Woo, baby. I okay. knocked it out of the park. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You did. And then uh, I know nobody's going to understand what this is and everyone's going to go, what? And then there's going to be people going, how do you spell that? But one of the highlights for me was my birthday dinner, which was rare, but <laughs> and I don't, I always describe it wrong. You take, we take saltine crackers and crush them on a plate. And then from my dumb mechanic point of view, you pour a reddish orange tomatoey gravy on it. Yeah. Just think shit on a shingle. So his shingles are broken, not a piece of toast. Yeah. But I mean, it was, <laughs> and then it's a gravy. Pretty but much. It's on a tomato paste. I don't know what you'd call it, but you it's my grandmother's recipe and you've nailed it. Thank you. It was so good. I Thank even had you. seconds on that. That's awesome. And then uh And then the greatest day was you turned fifty five. Okay. And I do not want to sit and listen to you start with your stupid shit about that I'm a senior citizen. Well you are. No. There's only two places on this on planet Earth that considers me a senior citizen right now. That you know of. You 
and Denny's. That you know of. That's it. Do you want me to put a list together? No, I just, I don't think, I think you're dwelling on that too much. And here's the other thing you'll start. You always start this right after New Year's. You're older than me. Oh, yes, for six <laughs> months. For six months, you give me the worst shit about that, 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 that I'm older than you. Yep. And it's a great thing. How come I don't get the wisdom part of that? How come you don't like, you know, you love teasing me. You're older than I am, but you never admit that I'm wiser, older and wiser. Yeah. I don't get that part. Well, whoa. I just get the part about being Whoa. Stand back there, big boy. (laughs) I don't have to. Then you don't have to say I'm older either. You could leave that out too. No. I think they go hand in hand. No. I'm good. And I don't like that every time that I come home from doing something and you've checked the mail that you have like taped to my desk or my monitor, my computer, any letter that comes from the AARP. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I think that's ridiculous. you got to stop. I'm going to sign you up for that. I don't think you can. Don't I have to be old to do that? Like 62? What have I been saying? Well, I think you got to be 62. I think they're just letting me know, right? Okay, I'm going to open it up the next time it comes. And, we'll and then see. you bitch about me because you're like, and then you started, I was in the hospital the other day and you're bitching at me because you're like, you know, our insurance rates are going to go up now that you're old. <laughs> For sure. You just went to another level. Another bracket, another tax bracket. Yes. Well, Christmas was great. What was your favorite part? You know what? Christmas went so smooth this year. I can't even begin to tell you. I mean, I was kind of stressing a little bit, getting closer, getting all the presents wrapped, but I caught up and it was good. Um, I pre like planned the night before because for our Christmas celebration, I do a small Christmas Eve dinner, but our big thing is Christmas breakfast. I do a big, huge thing for breakfast. Right, yeah, Eggs, bacon, sausage, homemade waffles, yeah. you name it, I make it. So the night before I prepped everything and had all the pans out, I had everything ready to go. And so it made my morning go so much smoother. I knew where everything was going to go. Man, it was just, I don't know, you know, breakfast flowed this year so easily. It was, for me, it was literally a three-course breakfast with how good it was. Literally three courses. That's yeah. how delicious it was. So oh. I think this was the smoothest Christmas I've ever had because I usually am like, oh my gosh, I got to make this and get this done. And I just had it all moving around the kitchen and the, my daughters were really, really helpful with everything. Yeah. And then I love present time when we do it. I don't, we don't have everybody sit there and just unwrap all eight presents at the same time. We let them be the star of the show and we point out one of the kids and say, you open yours. So all eyes are on that person. I love that. We've We've done done that forever where we don't, we, we, even when the kids, well, especially when the kids were really little, we would make them pay attention to what the other kids got. It was, you know, it was special. It was a gift. It was a present. So we would say, you know, snap our fingers. Come on now, pay attention to what's going on over here. And you'd pick one kid and everyone in the family would watch and enjoy that moment. Now, the downside to that is it takes three and a half hours. Yes, but I like that because we enjoy our coffee or, you know, we were drinking mimosas on uh, Christmas morning. I never thought I'd see my daughters and my wife pouring each other mimosas on Christmas morning. That was fun. We're at a different stage. It was really fun. So we we really got to enjoy Christmas morning. It was very nice. And our granddaughter, who's four, was so well behaved and 
completely hyper at the same time. Yes, she was so excited and so, so, so much fun. That you know when morning. I thought you were full of shit on something you told me and so I started paying attention to it that morning and you were right, is our granddaughter, who's four, obviously her mother is here, and I was coming downstairs and uh, Jenik's mom was saying, oh, this is, everybody's ready and everybody's excited and they got their stockings. And I said, okay, well, is that our is that our granddaughter freaking out down there, laughing and giggling? You're like, no, that's your daughter. Our 26-year-old I said, daughter. There's no way. You're like, it is. And then I started paying attention. She was being louder than the four-year-old. Yeah, she was more excited than I think our she daughter was. a big old Kool-Aid smile the whole time. Yep. <laughs> and then she says, what did she say? I love the presents that I'm getting. I love the presents that I'm getting. The smaller, heavier boxes as presents is what I like. Oh, yeah. She says she loved the smaller ones better. She goes, those are the best ones, the smallest ones. Who would have thought that a kid would grow up from the biggest one to the smallest ones? Now, here's something else, too. One of our daughters who came over with her boyfriend, who I love that kid a ton, um, from what I'm hearing, he didn't have the most wonderful dedicated Christmases, you know, not a lot of stockings and things right. like that. More of the overlooked child syndrome, if you will. So I make sure that's, this is the only part of Christmas that I was participating in was making sure that I got him as a guy, a few key things mm-hmm. that he would like. Now you got him some amazing shirts and yeah, he wh- couldn't stop smiling. He no, was he was like, really like, holy Santa Claus shit. I've been wanting this, and I've, been wa- I've never seen him have such a Kool-Aid smile like he had now, that day. Now, did you steal those presents for him from our daughter? Well, let's just say... <laughs> because every time he opened up one and he looked at you and he's like, oh my God, thank you. Our daughter goes, that was on my Amazon list, mom. You stole it off my list. Yes. Because you were getting all the credit. Yes, because she is connected to our Amazon account and her little wish list is on there. And yeah, I just kind of went on there and went, I'll take that, 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 that. And, and she noticed they were missing. And since she knows him, they were perfect presents. Yeah. I but didn't, you, but was, you looked like the hero. Oh, yeah. The sizes were all right and everything. <laughs> and I just took it all off her list. It was beautiful. I will tell. Couldn't have done the, that any better. I will tell the dancing and listening audience out there, nobody is as good as Jenik's mom at kiping someone else's doobage. She's very good at that, and she did it. It was publicly out there, (laughs) free to whoever wanted it. Could have made it private. Those Amazon wish lists are great. (laughs) If I can convince all our kids to do that, God, Christmas would be so easy. And then I'm pushing Amazon as notice. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I did not. I I am just so anti going out shopping. I I online shopped. I will tell you what we used to do um, when we would if if we were diligent in our duties and money was always a money f- buying presents for eight children and two adults and having everything decorations and stuff financially was very hard for very many years. And, um, but if we, if we sometimes got a little bit of head, we were a little bit on tar- on target. Um, I had a few extra bucks. Do you remember when they, I would get up with the girls on black Fridays yes. and we would leave at two in the morning? Yes. You guys love that. <laughs> that was your like traditional yeah, thing. The go- girls just loved it. Cause you bought them coffee and just spent the day and then they got yeah. to buy presents for other people. And then you'd even... Let them buy something for themselves yes. on that day. Like, well, and do you remember what yours you say? I always invited you to go. Yeah. And you're like, uh, wait a minute, get up at two in the morning and go to the mall <laughs> or stay home without any kids and have a quiet cup of coffee. Huh. <laughs> what do you guys think I chose? 
She never yeah. went one single year. I but always I, took the daughters. And yeah. That. And I want to tell you something. Um, some people are going to ask Gen X dad and I do not buy each other Christmas presents no. anymore. And it's not out of like, we don't want to, we just buy each other gifts throughout the year and we don't feel that it's necessary just to do it yeah. for the holidays. And you know, what's funny is the kids really never ask. So we would rather spend our money on our kids and it seems like the older they get, the more, not more expensive, but they need more things than we do. Right. You know, they're building a house, they're building a family. And so we do. So I'm sure you're going to ask what Gen X dad buy me and what did I buy him? Nothing and this year. We didn't. And you know what? We're perfectly fine with that. that no. We and don't. we've gotten to that point every year where it's like, listen, well, and in the beginning, yeah. Um, we did it out of necessity because there wasn't a lot of money to go around. Right. And then it just became a thing where it's like, if she wants something, I try to get it for during, during the year. Were you part of that discussion? I don't, maybe I'm repeating myself, but I did, um, uh, oh, it was during your cooking show. One of your baking shows you did live. Um, the, the comment section, the audience was talking about your mixer, uh-huh. your KitchenAid yeah. mixer. And I mentioned that I, that I bought that for you. Um, as a as a present or something, and I think it was a birthday. They yelled or Mother's at, Day or something. Yeah, they yelled at me. There was women in there going, "You don't buy a mixer as a present, as a birthday, or a, you don't do that." I'm like, okay, I now I would agree if you were buying a vacuum cleaner. That, I, yes. I would say that would be yes. stupid. But for me, buying you um, a mixer or accessories or something in the kitchen. I'm playing into your hobby. Exactly. It, it, You're, that's yes. the way I felt. Yes. But God, they, it, it was all on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Facebook comment section you people. Fake book. Fake book. Yeah. They were <laughs> kicking my ass over that. That's okay. No, that's, that I think is, that's a hobby because baking is, you know, a hobby of mine that I like to do. So I don't see anything wrong with that. But I just wanted to make it clear that, you know. Yeah. Because they will ask. We didn't get? spend money on no. each other because we do it all year throughout the year. Surprise each other with presents. What is your saying? And uh, oh, you want to just throughout the year. This is a rule that when 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 young men ask me how to keep their 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 marriage alive, what 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 are some of the things you can do? And I quote Sean Connery: "You can give an unexpected gift at an unexpected time." And I think those mean more than doing it on Christmas Day, like it's an obligation, like you have to do it on Christmas. I don't think that's Or how true. about all those times we were married and I'd send you flowers and I'd come home and you'd say, what are these for? There's no anniversary. And I'd yeah. say, it's Tuesday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just because it's Tuesday. So yeah. anyways, that, that was our Christmas. It was really nice. It really nice. I really enjoyed it. And then I got sick. And then the big guy gets sick. It just ruins all of Christmas <laughs> vacation and, you know, took a few days out of there. Yes. Well, there's a lot of people that are wondering why we did the we um, we did the show, the bottom of the glass show on Saturday right before Christmas. Yes, Christmas. Eve. And then we missed, I missed the Monday. Uh, By the way, the kid did it and rocked it. Did he? Yes, he did. I, missed, I think he did. I missed the Monday world show at 10. And I did missed. you know our millennial son jumped in with him? No, I didn't catch any of it. I'm telling you, I was out. Yes, it was It was really a great show. They had they had some really great banter between the two of them, and um, they made people laugh, I think. I well, think it was fun. It's Thursday right now. Yes. And I've been out for four days missing every show, everything. I'm not, I can't even go on tonight. There's no way I could be on camera and there's no way I could on a podcast like we're doing right now. I can, I can enunciate, I can talk, right? 
but there's no way I could put out the volume and projection that I do on a I'm on just a, happy that you're down here. It's yeah, I've been, been up in the room. Yeah. So yesterday there was day three that he was sick and had stomach pains and we weren't sure if it was like food poisoning or if he caught the stomach bug or whatever it was, but it was really you know, weird. when uh Genic's dad leans over to you and says, I think it's time to go to the hospital, that means it's time to go to the hospital because he does not go. No. So no. I ended up grabbing everything and we headed off to to the hospital, yeah. The hospital. And what happened was, just because everyone's going to ask me kind of the whole story, so I'll, if I get something wrong, correct me because okay. I'm going to try to, but on the pain part of it, I can describe it. I started to get a very bad stomach pain. I mean, excruciatingly bad. All right, maybe I ate something, maybe I ate too much. But after day two, and I couldn't eat anything, I was not hungry, I, in the middle of the night, this would only happen, I had a five-hour stretch in the middle of the night, where the only way I could make the pain go away was to sit upright in my chair, leaning over my desk. And I have to hold myself in that position. And then I got fever and it would just, I was drenched with sweat. I have never sweat just not doing anything sitting there. And I remember I got up to go in the bathroom and I had been sweating so much just sitting in the chair. I was leaving water footprints like you got out of the shower. I had to be careful I didn't slip. I'd never experienced that, and it and it went away. The fever went away. The nausea went away after five solid hours. Well, by then I'm it's the middle of the night, it's three in the morning. I'm trying to go to sleep, and my stomach hurts, and I can't get comfortable. This went on for two nights, two days and two nights, and on the third day, now I'm starting to get chest pains. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting not to breathe. Now I don't know if if it's because I'm just exhausted and because I'm worn out, I can't tell what's going on. But now, once I got to the point where the chest pain started and I couldn't breathe, that was when I went, all right, I'm 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 losing this battle. That's when I tapped you on the shoulder and said, you got to take me in. Yep. So we trucked over to uh, the emergency room at 2.30 in the afternoon and boy, was it busy when we got there. I, I'll tell you what, as a side note, now we look back on it. If you hadn't taken my wheelchair, my personal wheelchair, yeah, we would have been standing. I know. It was almost standing room only in the emergency room. And I was smart enough to walk in there and say, he's got chest pains. Because if I was trying to make it that I really didn't know what was going on at yeah. that point. I really did it. So it was abdominal pain and chest pain. And they took him right away and assessed him. Um, they did an EKG right away and realized his, his heart was fine. Yeah. So we were, we were able to relax at that moment going, okay, so. But I'm heart. still sitting there. I remember I kept telling you, take me outside. I don't want to be in this lobby. Yeah. And when we got outside, I would tilt my head back and just try to breathe straight up in the air. Yeah. And the, the worst part about it was they kept pushing us into the ER, into the back. Then when yeah. they would do something, then I'd we'd push them all the way back into the lobby and we'd be out there. Then they'd go back into the back. I was getting super tired of that. I was well, like, either put them in the back or not. Like, you got to remember too, we were in the hallways. Everybody was in yes. hallways back there because all the rooms were filled. There was beds with sick people in, in the aisle, in yes. the hallway. And if we hadn't had our own space, they were out of wheelchairs. I heard the, I heard two people say, we need a wheelchair up front. And the guy goes, we're out. Yes. We don't have any wheelchairs. And I'm thinking, oh my God, thankfully you brought mine. And 
they didn't give me pain medicine for the first four hours we were there. Oh, I would, they forgot. They did an, a basic assessment. The nurse practitioner came in and gave a basic assessment and ordered an ultrasound. And then she goes, you know, I said, can he get something for the pain just to give him some relief? And she's like, yes, absolutely. And then they pushed us out of the emergency yeah. room back to the lobby. Totally like forgot about it. So then I'm trying to chase down a nurse knocking on the door. The security guard's going, well, go knock on the triage door. Yeah. So I'm going down there knocking on triage door. Now they can't give me the pain medicine because I'm not the patient. Right. They're not going to give me Norco because they don't know if I'm a drug right. addict or whatever. <laughs> so I have to wheel him over by the door, knock on the door. And then they said, we'll be, we'll be with you in a minute. So, so it it was just, I was on them and I was getting a little irritated and I was even telling the security guard, like, dude, you're telling me to do this, but it's not working now, here. I will stop you right there because I don't know that I mentioned this to you last night, but the pain felt like someone had a knife in me and was just turning it. I can tolerate a lot of pain and this was something that was wrenching me. And I would have, I'm, I, how often, you know, how often do I ever take pain medicine for anything? No, no, never. I won't do it. I won't take an aspirin. It's like, nope, I'll gut it out. I'll be fine. I just never do. But this one, if they would have offered it to me, I would have taken it and they didn't. They kept saying they were going to. So the first four hours, remember, I've been living through this for three days now. Yeah, you had no relief. This pain has been keeping me awake. And I, you haven't, you didn't want any because your stomach was upset. You weren't yep. sure if you were going to add fuel to the fire. Yeah, so there I am. Some pain medicine. Three days of this, very little sleep. I quit eating and drinking because it just made it worse. So now I'm super dehydrated, and they've they know this, and they're offered to give me some pain meds and some water, and it wasn't coming. And I, this is the part I want to thank you for. Do you remember when we're sitting in the back in the emergency, like we're actually admitted inside there and we were just off to the side kind of in that main room Mm -hmm. and you, you put me sideways up against the wall, you pulled a chair up behind me and you leaned on me and put your arms around me from behind. Yes, I did. And you were just kind of rubbing my chest a little bit and my arms. I want to tell you that that did more for me helping me than almost anything in my entire life. Oh, I'm glad to hear. I was hurting. I was dying. Three days of no sleep, no food, no water, exhausted, or very little water. Yeah. And here I am feeling like someone's got a knife in my chest and in my gut. And you found, you you did that. I just wanted to hold on to you going, we're... I'm here and, and we're going to figure out what's wrong. And I was trying to hold your head up cause you were so tired and yeah. I'm like lean into me and I just held on to him and was just kind of watching around the emergency room, just and trying we to pretty, make sure. We were pretty sure this wasn't just food poisoning or gas At this point, or something. No, we, it was something else. We knew something was wrong. Yeah. So, so yeah, then I finally got him the pain medicine and the Norco didn't help. After all. 30 minutes, there, he still was... No, didn't it, do anything. Didn't any relief. So I even asked him on a scale of one to 10 what his pain level was and he said an eight and a half. Yeah. So I pushed it to a nine and was like, man, this is not good. Well, and I don't have any ways to gauge it, but the worst pain I've ever felt was getting st- really stabbed with a knife. So I knew what that, that's a 10 for me. <laughs> um, so I knew this was close, but it wasn't that bad. So but, we went, we went and had the ultrasound done. They did the ultrasound first 
of your abdomen. That was the first test that they... And my other organs that they could get to, yes. the gallbladder and stuff. Yes. Then they did a CT scan. They did the EKG. This is the most complete workup I've had done. Yes, and full blood workup. Yeah. yeah. Well, then it, then it made me nervous because they came back and said... We need to do some more blood work. I'm like, what for? You just took blood. Well, some of your numbers look like they were elevated in some area. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. So I had to do it again. So I knew something was wrong there. But then this one nurse came back and said, if the if your pain is so bad that Norco doesn't help, you've waited too long. And I, I said, guess what they gave him. Well, they- I, didn't, I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what she meant by that. She goes, if you wait till the pain is at its peak. Norco can't bring it down. Right. Yeah. Yes, I've had that experience. But then, guess what happened? They he they realized he was dehydrated. His numbers came back, and I guess they could tell that he was dehydrated, which Very, over the last three days, three days, yeah. he hasn't been eating or drinking. So they hooked up an IV, and then the wonderful thing of morphine. I have never had morphine in my life. And how did it make you feel? What did it feel like? Explain that. They well, put it into his IV, yeah. so it went right into his bloodstream. So I never had morphine before, or at least never while I was conscious. You know, if I've had it when I was unconscious, I don't know. Um, surgeries and car accidents and stuff like that. But they, um, uh, it felt that it, the first thing it is, it made me feel a little dizzy and loopy in the first five minutes. And then it slowly brought down my pain level to like a one within 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it started making me feel goofy. Oh yeah, you were goofy. I should have videotaped that. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. He went so loopy. It was hilarious. And then guess what? Gen X dad's little persona <laughs> came back and he started chasing nurses around and was teasing them <laughs> and messing with them. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's feeling better now. I was asking for room service. Yes. <laughs> Um, while he was on the morphine, it was hilarious. I was laughing and went, okay, here's my husband. He's back. He's yeah, right Yeah, well, when you suppress the pain and then I wasn't dying anymore, it was, I, I kind of felt normal again. And what was really cool, I don't, I'm never going to be able to describe this correctly, but where they ended up putting us was in the, only a little cubby hole where two chairs would fit. You had a big sofa chair. Yes. And they backed my wheelchair right next to you and we were in a cubby hole in a small hallway that led like three places. So there was no patients, just yeah, nurses nice walking to, by. Yeah, it was quiet. It was nice. And we were there for another two or three hours while they were doing tests and getting results. But yeah, I remember talking to the nurses that would come by and talking to the doctor about stuff. And I was just, I was goofing off having a good time. <laughs> yeah, because of the morphine, <laughs> it was hilarious. The morphine just, just took that edge off and he was dozing kind of in and out too. He was so tired from the pain. When you're in that much pain, yeah, it takes a toll on you. And then so, once I started talking to the, the the main nurse lady that was helping me about Gen X talk, she was like, I don't care if you talk about me. I don't yes, care what you right. say. You, you go right ahead. Her name was Jessica. Yeah. And she was She just, was fun. She was a lot of fun. She gave me just about as much shit as I was giving her. Yeah. That uh, was really good. <laughs> she would see I was breathing wrong and she goes, in through your nose, out through your mouth. And I'm like, yeah, breathe the you. flowers. No, smell the flowers. Smell the flowers. And blow and the candles. Blow the candles. <laughs> I go, what the goes, fuck does that mean? She goes, she leans over. She's like, are you listening? She goes, in through your nose, like you're smelling roses, out through your mouth, like you're blowing candles. I go, okay, we don't need the childish metaphors. I get it. <laughs> oh, that but, was really good. I've never heard that one before. But that was good. I was, I'm telling you, three days of that pain, um, 
and and trying to I knew something was wrong and I wasn't getting any better. And then I had about two hours of morphine that really kind of put me back on track. It's kind of funny when I'm in that much pain for that long, I just want to give up. I just want to like, fuck it, put a bullet in me. I don't want to do this. If this is the way I got to live, I'm out. And then as soon as I had the morphine, I was like, fuck it, let's fight. You know, let's, <laughs> let's figure out what this is and win this. Because then I got yeah. your gumption back. Now, this is the part that people are going to ask about and I'm going to, I'm going to mess it up. Okay, but... Do know um, we don't have a final final diagnosis. No, I we think, have a, a pathway to well, what the problem is. Yeah, they were they didn't. F- what the good news is, they didn't find anything so obvious like, oh my god, you've got cancer and you're dying. No, they didn't find a tumor, um, but they uh, okay. It was uh, now I'm gonna fuck it up. What's the thing with my intestines that are all fucked up? They had little ulcers in them. Oh, diverticulitis. Yeah. And so that's a huge thing. They're like, look, the way the, the way the doctor put it, she came up and the first thing she said is, this is not a new problem with you. Right. Everything I'm going to tell you right now, you've had going on for yeah. a while. And he has, it's, has everything to do with gastrointestinal and acid reflex. And so it's kind of affecting a lot of the abdomen area, but they haven't like pinpointed it completely down to well and she also said she goes your was it my liver yes she goes your liver is enlarged and fatty and that is it's not processing right so it's backing up stuff into your stomach or it's causing it's causing the spleen to be enlarged also so my spleen was enlarged i'm like okay so that's not good and they're like and everything they said they're like you got this problem this problem this problem plus um, your stomach now has damage to it. So anytime you even drink water, what do you say? Like an open sore. Yeah, they're like open sores. So, and like so, an ulcer, but it's not. But so, so if you added acidy foods or, you know, stuff like that, you're just putting flame onto the fire. So that's kind of what was happening. He must have, something triggered it. Yeah. And so this was another episode. So these have probably been slowly happening. And then even when you try to get past the stomach, they said, your intestines have all these spots in it that are just, they're like ulcers. Like you said, they're going to, and every time that anything's passing through my intestines, I'm going to, I'm going to get burned every time it's going to hurt. So they said, you have all of these things. And I said, what is the, okay, what's causing me the pain in my stomach? She said, I don't know. She says, it looks like you have some sort of a fluid in your stomach that isn't going anywhere. And it's rubbing up against all the, 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 the open damaged areas of your stomach. Yeah, we're not doctors. We're just no. trying to tell you what's going on. But I'm just trying to relay it, but I said, and what do I do? Because I just went through three days of this just killing me, and I said, what happens when the morphine wears off? I said, there's no fucking way I can do this for six more months. I, I won't do it. I said, I need to know what's going on. She's like, you need to go see your general and then go see some specialists because there's some organs in your body that need yeah. attention. So right now he's on damage <clears throat> on damage control. We're trying to heal the gut at the moment before we can go forward with everything. So we have him on sips of water and the brat diet. If anybody knows what the brat diet is. What is a brat diet? It is um, bananas, rice, apples, toast. Very bland. That's well, you've what. been, uh, yeah. Uh, so we came home last night. We were there seven hours in the emergency room. Yes, yeah, seven hours. Um, the pharmacy was closed. And luckily for us, the pharmacy was closed because you were taking pictures of everything going on and sending them to Dr. McDreamy. Yes. And he was responding. He's like, okay, don't do that. Don't, 
don't take he was, this. He was guiding me a little and bit. And so I came home last night. The the morphine was wearing off, and uh, you gave me some tramadol and something else. It still kept the edge off, but it still hurt. Like I had a tough night last night, but, but better. But better. And then today, I have been frozen in my chair, not moving. The only reason I made it down here to do this, I haven't talked all day, is because you gave me um, a little bit of... You've uh, had a banana. Water. Water, and, some crackers. And you gave me, you've been timing the tramadol so that I don't wait till it hurts really bad and then it's too late to take it. Right. You've been keeping me ahead of it. So this last one, I go, just give me the next round of meds and let's go down and do the podcast because we've really affected two bear, you know, (laughs) he sits with his chief financial officer and they listen every Thursday. It's like, it's like a date every Thursday. Yeah. And we also have a sponsorship. So, you know, if we don't get, we don't get a week out, we might have to owe some money back or something. That's right. Loudwin might get a little offended (laughs) and was like, dude, where's my podcast? My podcast. Um, so if you're listening to this right, just so you know where I'm at right now, I'm pumped up on meds. Um, this is day four now of me having very little water, very little food. I did drink. I may have drank 10 ounces of water today. That's it. It's okay. That's all I've had. And my stomach, as we're sitting here, has that pain in it right now, but it's not excruciating. It hurts, but I'm, I, can, I can do this part. I cannot do the, I can't do the live stream tonight. There's no way I could do it. That's okay. Um, Gen Z kids going to do it. But just so you know, we want you guys to be a part of this journey because maybe we can help some other people out there that are, they're dealing with some things and that they're afraid to go to the doctor or don't want to find out because Gen X dad does not like doctors whatsoever, does not like going to the hospital. So um, we want you to be a part of this journey as we go forward. And so we will. Well, it's a lot of you are asking about it too. And we're not really trying to force it on you guys. No. Like we're making you be part of it. But there are so many of you that have been emailing yeah. the last couple of days going, what is going on? We're just being real. So we're, we're just, just telling We're you. just a real family with real problems. And now, which kid stepped up? Because you were freezing in the in the hospital with me. And one of our daughters was driving you over a jacket. Yes. And uh, our son ran around and got all the, before we knew what was going on, Gen Z kid was out getting um, uh, gas X and Tums and anything we were sending him for. He's trying to go out and do it. Yeah, and, all the kids, all the kids did great. And you said our millennium pot smoking, tree hugging, computer fixing son while we were gone, took over feeding the dogs, the chickens, made dinner. Him and his girlfriend made dinner yes. for the family. Yes. I, it seemed like I was out of it. It seemed like everybody was stepping up to the plate and yep, helping The family out. stepped up and helped up in the situation. So we've uh, we've raised them right, I believe. Low Torque had some really good intentions. Low Torque, as you guys know, is on staff here at Gen X Talks. And he lives about two miles from us. So when he found out there was problems, he did offer to bring me a Singapore hooker. Oh, nice. That was nice of That's him, not what he texted me, no. but okay. <laughs> I'll have to have a little talk with Low Torque. Well, don't be too mad. He was willing to pay for it too. Now that's a bonus. That's mm. a friend. Okay. <laughs> but um, I was in no shape to do any of that kind of stuff. So we had to pass. I took a rain check on Yes. It. But it was so nice to hear that so many people were worried about us and worried about you and... You were on the phone the whole time and you're, you know, she's on the phone trying to keep, there's certain people were of course texting our kids at home, um, my mother and stuff like that. And then I keep looking over and she's constantly texting to update people on, we got this test, we got this result. And I said, what are you doing? The whole time she's bitching. 
She's clicking on the phone going, I'm tired of telling every, there's too many people. I can't keep up. I keep losing track on who I'm talking to. <laughs> and then, and then I got my answer. The cell service went dead. So that kind of took care of that. I wasn't giving any more updates after that. For some reason, the, ho the hotel, the hotel, <laughs> <laughs> the hospitals, it just wouldn't stop. I, it wouldn't work at all. So I guess she way, was even was... logged into their, their free Wi-Fi and couldn't get anywhere. Nothing would connect. So then like the last three hours we were there, it was like dead silence. Nobody heard anything no. so that's why i kind of don't like doing an update like to people because i don't like i know what it's like to be on the other end of those text left messages hanging. just going oh my god what's happening what's that going and then on? when you don't hear anything you're left yeah. hanging so it was just yeah but we we did it we got through that night it was a long night so now it evening. sounds like we have to go through who the gastro person well, we have to go to your general doctor first and go talk to him and right. then we'll get referred to a, a GI doctor. But I've, got, I've got organ problems that need to be addressed right now. Yes. Is that but I want say? you around for a while. Gen X Talks wants you around for a while. So we got to fix this. I honestly don't think, I mean, I know you'd be, honestly, I know you'd be very sad if I died. I know you would because we Terribly. love each other very Everybody much. Everybody would. Yeah. But I, I think after a while I would just, I don't think people would think about it anymore. I think you think about who, shit. Well, think about who's passed away and how often people think of them. After people pass away, you think about them for a little bit, and then you don't give them much thought. Well, that's your opinion. No, that's what, that's what I Maybe think. Maybe that's you know. how you think. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to go forward and get this fixed because we are at the point where we can. this can be fixed at this moment. Dr. McDreamy says we're right on the line, but it can be taken care of. Yes. So uh, millennial son and his, and his girlfriend left it back this morning for up north for Eureka and they're in good spirits. They had all their presents and they were actually able, they were the ones who went through that earthquake we talked about um, was what, a week or two ago. Yes. And they were able to rent another house while they were down here. They got communications and saw pictures. So they're happy. They're eager to get they're home. They're getting a, their new year is starting off with a, a new house yeah. and um, yeah. They're pretty excited about it, so. I'm not happy about our kid, though, our son, Gen Z kid. Why? Well, um, he wanted to go. He wanted to take 8-Bit, his car, to the Sequoias, right? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, you shouldn't go. It's a long way. You have a 91, 1991 Toyota Camry, and you want to drive like four hours up into the mountains and then hang out and come back. He goes, but it's me and my buddy. And you guys know his buddy, Elias. He's been on here before. And I'm thinking, well, there's two guys and they could go. And I said, all right, you got to pack water. You got to pack a toolkit. You got to pack blankets. You know, something goes wrong. Make and this, sure you got your spare tire. And this is after a day of really bad rain here in California. And I, when I say bad rain, like well, it rained all day for California. Tell him you played your mom card and vetoed it, remember? Yes, on the day it was supposed to start raining that was the day he was supposed to go and i looked at the forecast and i go oh hell no well they were not going up north of where the storm was coming you said they had seven inches yes man mendocino county they said they were having seven inches i'm like you are not and he's going driving today. right right near there and no. she's like he was so mad at you yes he was mad but i played my mom car that day and i was, i just had that mom gut feeling moms out there will know you just know that that's not not going to happen. So I, I ixnade that one. So right. the next day it cleared up. It ended up being a beautiful day, but it had rained pretty yeah. hard here. 
and he decided to go off on this day trip. Now, when I used to leave for stuff like that, when I was educated, we'd leave at six in the morning. He was leaving like at 10 or 11. Yeah. By the time he was going to get up there, it was already going to be late afternoon. And then, now, now, remember, he came to me and said, me and my buddy want to go. We'll be fine. And I'm thinking, all right, there's two guys. They can probably take care of themselves. And they're both kind of idiots. But if something happens, they could work it out. Between two of them, they might have enough of a brain to figure out how to change a tire and get back. And then we didn't hear from him for a long time. So you called that kid's cell phone. Well, what happened is we had a break at the hospital where we went outside and I could see that the sun was starting to go down. You know, it was like yeah. late afternoon Dusk. and I haven't heard from him. And we have a 360 app and it it only tracked him till about 1230. And this is probably about, you know, 5, 530 and the sun's going down. Well, we lost him. When he gets into the mountains, the service doesn't work on that app. So, yeah. So yeah. I started beginning to worry because he needed to get off that mountain before it got dark because the temperature was going to drop. My mom's senses were, spider senses were tingling. So I called uh, his girlfriend first to find out. I didn't know if she was going or not. And she says, no. And I, I got her on the phone and I said, do you know who went with him? And she said, um, uh, no, that's no, not no, quite that's how, not it how it went. You were calling her to see if she had heard from him. Yes, if she heard from him. Then you called that kid who went with him, Elias. You yes. called his cell phone, and he answered, and he was home. And Yeah, and Elias did not go. I, I was like, you didn't go. Then who did he go with? So I called back Addie to back. to the girlfriend. <laughs> and Addie said he went with these two girls. And I was like, wait, he went what? with... What happened? He switched, did not tell Gen X dad and I who he was going with. And then I was starting to panic a little bit Yeah. because now he's not only responsible for himself, his car, it's these two girls, two friends of yeah. his that, um, there's no to, way I would have cleared him. If he would have said, dad, I'm going to go way back up in the mountains where I've never gone before in a 1991 Camry and I'm bringing two girls. I'd be like, no, you're not. That's stupid. That's irresponsible. Something breaks down. Now you got to worry about them too. He knows I would have never said yes to that. So all this is happening while I'm in the emergency room. I mean, we can't get a hold of him. He doesn't know what's going on on our end. What a mess. What you didn't know is that our millennial son was at home and I told him, I said, we haven't heard from Gen Z kid. I said, you know that he's up in the mountains. Um, will you please try and get a hold of him? He was doing it, but he also called me back and said, I, mom, you just, you give me that phone call. You tell me you've had enough. I will get the search and rescue. I will call the sheriff's department. I will get on it. I said, okay, not yet. Let's give it a little more time and see if he comes off the mountain. But our millennial son was ready to jump and And was monitoring him too, right? Yes. Well, yes. you had a lot on your plate dealing with the hospital and me. Yeah. And that, and it's just stressing out about where our kid was. So we're in when we're in the emergency room and there the doctor has given us this news at the end. She's like, Listen, if we send you home with some pain meds and some instructions, if this doesn't get better, if the pain is still there, you gotta come back and check in. We gotta check you into the hospital and we're gonna keep you here for two or three days and we're gonna work on what foods you can tolerate and how do we get this your stomach repaired and all then, you know, they go into the other issues too. And they even told us where they were going to take us. They told us what hospital we were going to go to to check us in because of the specialists for those organs that are failing on me or having problems. And right in the middle of this, I guess somebody had contacted you 
um, about Gen Z Kid. So as they were leaving, they said, we'll be right back. We're going to go do some stuff. And the doctor says, they'll come right back. You were standing across from me on the wall, and you said, okay, found the kid. His 360 app's working. He's on his way back. We've made contact. He's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I said, all right. And I'm still, remember, I'm still struggling here. And you <laughs> looked at me and you said, now, I want to tell you, he's on his way back, but he kind of he kind of bamboozled you. He's not with the lies. He's with two girls. And you said, are you going to be mad at him because he went up to the mountains irresponsibly being responsible for these two girls? <laughs> or are you going to give him an attaboy for... How did you pull off going with two girls and your girlfriend knows yeah. your girlfriend knew what you were doing and you still went up in the hills with two girls. She looks at me from across the hall. She goes, all right, just want to know which, which dad you're going to be right now. Are you pissed that he was irresponsible or are you going to give him a pat on the back and say, mm, well done? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Are you just going to let this slide? Does he get a mediocre like yelling at with a attaboy at the end or <laughs> which, which one are we going with? I remember telling you, I don't know. I can't think right now, but. I still haven't said anything to him. No. I got to say something to him about fucking up because you can't do that. But I don't know. What, I don't know which way to go. Well, I'm just thankful he's home, and I'm thankful that you're home, and we're gonna heal you and get moving in the right direction. Well, I'm hoping so because now, now it's starting to seem like Doctor McDreamy says he's he says you know this is serious. You can't you can't fuck around right now. You gotta you gotta start making some choices. And getting into the specialist because we got to see what's wrong with each one of these things. It's fucked up. Yes. So, but um, like I said, right now I've I've been motionless in that room in that chair in that same position for like seventeen hours. You all right? Yeah, I'm just I'm sitting at the hospital and sitting here. It's starting to starting to get to me. A I little can bit. tell you're starting to wince over there. Yeah. I'm starting to hurt. My chest is starting yeah. to hurt from breathing. So, so maybe we should end this podcast. It wasn't. Just, you know, there were some fun parts in it. But I we needed to, to let everybody up. know that I wasn't dead. I'm okay. Yes. So can you do the, can you do the, the loud or sponsor thing? Cause I don't know. I actually don't know. I forgot. This what podcast is sponsored by Loud One Trucking. That's not true. No, LLC. I'm sorry. Wait, Loud See? Trouble. There I'm you sorry. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Loud Trouble LLC Contract Trucking Company. We are thankful for him. If you need things bigger than a house moved from st- uh, state to state or coast to coast, you call Loud Trouble LLC <laughs> Trucking. How was that? That sucked. That was horrible. I know. It was, I, that was <laughs> and you didn't know what about. it was. You started off just I saying know. his name. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I apologize. Oh. Anyways, I'm out, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for just being there for us and, and listening and taking some time. And that. Uh, Thanks for all the emails and the contact. Yeah. I really appreciate that. All right. all right. Say goodbye. Goodbye. All right. So that's it for her. I'm saying goodbye, too. Um, my chest is really starting to hurt. I've only made it about 45 minutes of talking and uh, I'm dying. I need to go upstairs. Plus the kids got to get ready for the show tonight. I'm sure he will let everybody on the show know that the podcast was completed. I have no idea if I'll be able to edit this tonight or not. I don't know that I have it in me. I will give it a shot and I'll see what I can do. But um, it's my chest starts hurting and I can't breathe. I got to go sit and uh, this will wipe me out. I'll be I'll be done till Friday morning sometime. I don't know if I'll be able to make the the world show in the morning. I'm just letting you know that 
I am aware. I know everyone has told me that this is serious, that these organ things that are going on are um, they're correctable or that we can at least stop them from failing any further and that the pain will subside. I don't have to live on Norcos and, and uh, morphine the rest of my life. So we did want to scramble down here and see if we can make contact with you guys and tell you some stuff. And I think we did. I think we got it, got it through pretty good. We didn't have a script. We didn't even know what order we were going to talk about stuff in. But here we are. So wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you guys. Two Bear, you got your podcast, goddammit. Now quit being such a big baby. <laughs> anyway, wherever you're listening from, AM, FM, Sirius XM, or anywhere around the world on the Armed Service Radio Network, we thank you guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>